Hello and welcome back to another episode of the ECA Belfast podcast, the show you want to listen to regardless of where you are in the fitness industry, whether you are a gym coach, gym client, gym owner, you're going to get some value from this next episode. Coach Steve-O here. Coach Andre. And we are joined today. Coach Michelle. <laughs> Stop it. Michelle. She's shitting herself. I know. We we roped Michelle <laughs> in this <laughs> last minute. Just said, oh, you should come on the podcast. She was like, nope. Then we did a wee bit of recording and we ran through. Well, do you want to come on? She's like, yep, go her, for it. Heard the giggles in the back room. She, always. She knew it was going to be a lot of fun. Ah, it's always fun with us, isn't it? Listen, you chat shit. <laughs> I mean, you don't get to hear us chat shit very often. It's not like you work with us or anything no. like that there. Like, we take things very seriously. Mm-hmm. As I'm sure you fuck up, darn. Fuck you, darn. <laughs> behind the camera laughing his balls off there i think that this is going to be a good episode because not only is it kind of unprepared and unscripted and stuff it's not really going to be are we ever prepared or scripted? Know, but you know whenever we have people come in and we, we kind of know what we're going to talk oh, about oh uh, yeah i know what i want to talk to you about and you have no idea which is going to be really fucking funny just winging it no just winging it but i think the <laughs> good at that <laughs> I, How did you build the ECA brand? No just, idea. Just winged it. <laughs> happened. <laughs> Showed up one day and was there. <laughs> Found it in a bush. Literally. literally. <laughs> like a good porno mag. It's <laughs> not a thing you used to find them in bushes and stuff. No? Only okay. in West Belfast, man. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, moving on. So, uh, the, the idea of today's episode is what I think is to put some new coaches minds at ease because yourself you have recently qualified with ECA doing the personal training qualification you since then have joined the team in a coaching room Mm -hmm. and you started December I think you said it was wasn't it December mid-December so relatively speaking you're pretty new to the game Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of people, particularly people who are about to qualify or have just qualified, maybe on the same course as yourself, who will get value from hearing your point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into all of that, how about you rewind a wee bit? Tell us a wee bit about you, your background, school, university, all that kind of carry on. How I ended up here. How did you become so unfortunate to end up here? <laughs> Partly my fault, to be fair. <laughs> Um, well, I'm from Donegal, so I suppose it's a long way back to ending up here. Um, how I got into sport in the first place was I used to just play football at lunchtime with all the boys, and actually turned out I was pretty decent. <laughs> Better than the rest of them. <laughs> I was pretty good. I was able to beat the boys and take them on and all. Um, and then that's how I suppose my football started and then from there um, I joined a team whenever I was like 10 or 11 um, and then joined like the county team um, and then throughout like secondary school and all like every bus that was leaving I was on it (laughs) no matter if I played that sport or not I was on the bus And showed up to snicker competitions with a tennis racket. <laughs> and when you're when you're anyway decent at sport in school, if you can get yourself like uh, in with that teacher that 
controls who goes, you're always going to be able to go yeah, because oh, you're, yeah, in, you're in there with the sports teacher. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was always that person. I was able to wrap myself around <laughs> the sports teacher's finger. Um, and then I suppose from there, uh, from secondary school, I went to tech and did sport and exercise science just because I liked sport and the same way probably everyone goes into sport they think it's just going to be oh I like sport I'll be able to do sport in uni where it's really not the case like and probably why most people drop out is because like yes a sports degree like it's not really about it's not about football do you know what I mean like I just loved football um it's not being on the football pitch it's not being on the football pitch it's like well I did sports science so like you go into anatomy and physiology and like actually like biology kind of stuff and like physics for like biomechanics and all that there kind of stuff but I actually really enjoyed tech at the looking back on it I enjoyed it but at the time, I would have I would have told you I hated it. Like, uh, yeah, that's always the case with school and stuff, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's twenty twenty, like, isn't it? And I always thought whenever I was in tech that I wanted because they obviously do like a load of different courses and they mm. do PT courses, and I always said I was going to do it. But you have to do like your fitness instructor first, and then your PT and I always just was like I have footballs in the evenings and any evening that I don't have football I have work so I just never done it and then I finished my two years at tech never done it and then I went into sport and exercise science in Jordanstown which is obviously how I ended up here Um, and again like yes it was good but there's also a lot of things like you look at it and you don't have a qualification really in any one thing when you come out of it. Like to yeah. be a coach, you still have to go and do your PT cert after doing a full level degree. eight degree. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so it was always something in my head that I was going to do a PT course, but I just never prioritized doing it. And then obviously this year I'm in final year and I was like, I don't want to go back into education after I finish. So I was just like, I'm just going to rip off the plaster and do it now while I'm in final year, which was probably a little bit of a rash decision, but I'm here. I mean, it, it, worked, out. it worked out for me. Yeah, most people will be like, final year, don't do anything else other than your degree. And you're like, nah, I'll be over now. I was working two jobs, doing two, like a degree in here and playing football. It's pretty. That's it was an experience to say the least, but. That's class. Um, no, I'm glad that I've done it now. Um, and how I ended up in ECA is I had my own coach and he did his qualification in here. And I was obviously looking about for ages on where I could do a course. Most of them was online and I didn't really want to do that because I'm like a hands-on person and I need to be doing things to learn. And I just wouldn't have got anything out of an online course. And he said in here was brilliant um, and he couldn't recommend it enough, which is how I ended up doing my course here. Oh, he was right. And like you were saying there about you had two jobs, you were doing your degree, you were doing the course, you were playing football and stuff. So um I just know through conversation with you before that time management is one thing that it's just a constant thing that you need to bring yourself back to in order to do all of the stuff that you're currently doing mm-hmm. because I don't know, you, you work one other job as well as coaching here, don't you? Now? Not now. I left JD. Okay, so you're okay. Well, before you were qualifying 
you were shadowing here for quite a while mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I think would have stood out to you, and mm. um, particularly whenever you said, you know, we might want to keep a wee eye on Michelle here. Uh, yeah, she seems to know her stuff, but also the commitment to doing all those things and showing an interest. And yeah. even though you were so busy, you were like, I want to know more, mm -hmm. and I want to progress this obviously as quickly as you could because mm -hmm. you had, you know, family year coming up and stuff. So that drive to want to learn is something that. You would have seen yeah, in the show. That pretty quickly. Tell, tell us a wee bit about that then. Tell us what well, like, kind of like week, week two, three, you were asking her questions, and then I think yeah, it was like end of week three, you were like, Can I come in and shadow? And nobody else had even like remotely said, How do I know more? Mm -hmm. And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. I come in and watch the sessions whenever you can when you're free. I think a couple of weeks you had done that, and then I was like, I oh, straight away, I know she's going to be a good fit in the team here. Like, yeah. Just because you're out of 40 odd people. You were the only one to ask, can I come in and do extra? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And people normally ask, how do you get a job with us? And I'm like, it's not your coaching ability that impresses us. It's your want to learn and mm -hmm. be better and know more outside of the two hours a week, you know, or sorry, two sessions a week to see us. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck, right. Really impressive. And then when I found out your schedule, it was even more like, Jesus, she actually does want this. Because there's people who were doing half of what you were doing that were like, eh, don't really care. Well, that that's an important thing as well because, as you've seen from being on the course and stuff, and you teaching the course as well, you can teach somebody how to coach, but you can't teach someone to have the work ethic that goes behind being a good coach. Mm -hmm. And you can teach someone how to teach other people to squat properly or deadlift properly or whatever. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the punctual person or the person who goes in with a load of professionalism or the person who understands everything else that goes into coaching mm. that isn't just teaching people how to exercise yeah. so that that's one of the reasons why then after the course we were like after you did your shadowing and stuff we're like what are your plans are you staying in belfast are you going back to donegal what are you thinking about doing here and then when we realized that you were hanging about mm. like do you want to stay do you, to, do, you to, do you want to come and be a coach here, please? That would help us quite a lot. Tell us a bit about that and um, the things that were going through your head after your course and then becoming a coach and starting a job role, basically where you had done your education. Yeah, well, obviously I suppose everyone will say the same. Anyone that comes in here and they're doing their course here, like just love the environment and... I suppose as soon as I was in here, I knew that like this was a good place and somewhere that like hopefully in the future I might be able to get a job in because it just felt like it was my, it was an environment that I really liked and I thought that I fitted in well in it. And, and from talking to any of the coaches that I had talked to, just thought that they have the same kind of like want for everyone to be better and even yeah. for you who i would look up to and think like they know everything are still always trying to learn more and still always have that like you can always be better no matter how good you are or like i think was it lenny what was it the what what's the saying oh, the, the, more, line, the, one the more you know well, the more you know the more you think you know yeah Funny trigger effect yeah yeah, yeah yeah that um yeah or sorry the less you know the more you think you know the more you know, the more you know. The more you know, the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, say that. Fucking hell! I think I got that one. Somebody Google that. 
<laughs> we need to do another take of that. <laughs> so that that's where the first kind of want to be around this environment more came from. Because obviously, yes, you learn loads on the Saturday, but that's one day a week that like there's so much more. There's so much more to learn, and that's where I was like, right, I need to. I need to be getting experience now because it's all well and good practicing with the people in your class, mm. but it's completely different going into an environment one where maybe people have no experience and two people that I don't know at all. It's going back to the first day of the course when everyone was a wee bit uncomfortable and no one knew who to talk to or who not yeah. to talk to. Yeah. Um, which is why, like, whenever I came shadowing in here. I came in at 6 a.m. every Monday, Wednesday and Friday before I went to uni or before I went to work. Um, and that was like me trying to fit it in to a schedule that I already before started shadow was like, I can't fit anything more into my schedule. It has to be. But you make, you make time for the things that you want to do. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, I, like I always look back on the first day that I was shadowing with you and you were like, it doesn't really matter about coaching anyone right now. All I want you to do is learn three things about three people. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> How do I even go up to someone and ask, like, oh, yeah, yeah. what do you do for a living? Like, your dog. Do you know what I mean? It was like, how do you how do you break the ice without being abrupt and being, like, going over and asking three questions, just bang, bang, bang? People say that. Can you tell me where you live, how many kids you have, and what you do for a job? <laughs> someone thinks that we've just let a police person, <laughs> policeman or police woman or whatever into the fucking thing, and I love answering Michelle's over the forest or phone going. Can you answer three questions for me, please? <laughs> Do you remember whenever you used to answer the door to people who were like doing like a sponsored walk or something? Please answer me. <laughs> you give me two pounds. <laughs> oh my two pounds. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that that thing that I gave you to do, I knew that the coaching was there. Mm -hmm. Maybe nerves were gonna be a wee bit of a factor. And I knew that anything that you didn't know, you would know down the line. And we were we were talking about it in the last episode about building relationships and getting to know people. So I knew that that was going to be really important because no one will, no one will really listen to you mm -hmm. unless they have a relationship mm -hmm. with you. So I think that that's the main reason why I told you to go do those things. So do you find that important? Uh, you know, even from the first day that I stepped in the door to now, like, you can see that difference once you build a relationship with someone they'll give you all this extra respect and like they'll do everything that you tell them to do and they'll want to listen whereas it's kind of like you have to earn that respect and you have to earn people wanting to listen to you and yeah. to think that you know what you're doing and stuff which like that's massive because at the start when you told me to do that like i was shit myself like i was so nervous to go up and talk to people and then now, like anyone new comes in the door, it's just like, you don't even have to think about it. Like everything just comes out eventually. You don't have to force anything mm -hmm. with anyone. And I think that's probably building relationships with the clients is probably the most important thing about being a personal trainer. Like you can be the smartest person in the world, 
but if no one wants to listen to you or no one respects you or no one thinks that oh, she's a good person or like I like being around her I think one of the things that I want want to do in my career is people come through the door and be like buzzing that they see that I'm coaching which I think is the same with everyone in here I think that everyone really enjoys any coach that's in here and we all bring a different thing we all have different personalities but for some reason it works with everyone yeah and that's something that I find that's really really important I love it so you're talking about being nervous about talking to people I think that that's something that will really resonate with new coaches in particular. If people are working on the likes of a, a commercial gym, maybe they're, they have to approach somebody and be the first person to make that contact and say, how's it going? My name is John or whatever. I'm, I'm a coach here. Do you need any help? I think sometimes starting that conversation can be difficult, like you experienced. And that was, that was in front of people who wanted you to talk mm-hmm. to them. So those nerves, <clears throat> excuse me, those nerves of um, people coming into a place where they have to introduce themselves to a complete stranger, mm-hmm. that's... Tell I'm going to tell someone. Hold on, I'll keep this recording. Owen, this one, so you can tell him to fuck up. <laughs> this is a shout out to Owen. Coach Owen. Get him in here. Get him in here to fuck. Owen! 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 Get in here and fuck! Fucking podcasting! We're podcasting, you, you complete turd. <laughs> Come here! Get a, you're getting a shout out on this podcast, and it's not for a good reason. You're a whole boy. <laughs> fuck you. Turn the music down. Don't lift heavy weights. Shut up and stay quiet. Should be seen and not heard, okay? We treat all of them. Told you this in every staff meeting we ever had. Tell them how great we are. I'll give you a funny quote later, Michelle. Sorry. Sorry. So, my point was before rudely interrupted, Owen, fuck you! Was that starting conversations with people can be very nerve wracking and stuff. And I knew that that was going to be an important thing for you to learn because the coaching and stuff is going to come down the line. Um, another thing that new coaches will find nerve-wracking is actually coaching. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a wee bit about your experience there from whenever you went from I'm a, a student here to I'm getting to know people to, okay, now I have that relationship mm-hmm. I can tell how to fix this squad or how to do this, that and the other in terms of nutrition or whatever. Give us a wee bit of an idea as, as to that shift. Well, whenever I first started shadowing, like, um, the clients in here, a lot of them are pretty long term. So I, I find it a wee bit hard to even find things because a lot of people were moving pretty well. And I was obviously trying to, and then anything that I did find, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, that's really petty. Like, you know, don't be going and fixing that. Even though I knew that, like, it's something that could give that extra wee percent or could change something. Um. So whenever there was an, another coaching, I was kind of nervous to be like step in and change something because I was like, well, they would have seen that already and they would have changed it. So there's nothing for me to do here. Um, and I found that that was one of the first things, obviously, before I even stood up in front of anyone was like you were always second guessing the things that you knew deep down were right. 
Um, and you always question your ability, your ability, <laughs> your ability to talk. Your ability to talk. <laughs> so it turns out Michelle too can't speak English. That's a wrong thing with me, at least anyway. <laughs> I know Steve told me that whenever that happens, you just like make it worse to make it better. hundred uh, percent. You just make it bigger and it. <laughs> so that was like the first thing that I really like was challenged in coaching wise was to be have the confidence to be like I know that I'm right and I know that that can be better and even if that was a tiny wee thing that you could consider petty it's still something to make that client's form better which down the line if they got used to that could make big differences to their big lifts um, and then I suppose another thing was like you've seen it yourself when I first stood up in front of like anyone, it was like, <laughs> it was like, right, what's on the board? How fast can I get that out of my mouth? And just be like, right, go do it. And then yeah. everyone was like, what, what, what do you mean? Say that again. <laughs> and I would have had, I would have had the whole thing done in like 20 seconds. <laughs> the whole explanation, every exercise, how many reps. It was just like word vomit, like as fast as I could. And I would be like shaking and all. And then whenever it was over, I'd be like, Right. Okay. <laughs> Thank God that's over. <laughs> and then you have to go and have all those wee individual conversations. Yeah. And then when you do that and you've just word vomited the whole workout to them, you have to answer all the questions again. Yeah. And, and then, even if you, you've learned now, even if you say it slowly, there's still going to be 10 yeah. questions. Yeah. And then, like, whenever I was at that stage, and it still happens sometimes, but like, whenever I was at that stage at the start where I used to do that and speak really, really fast and then everyone would ask questions and then I would get all flustered and I'd be like, oh God, yeah. <laughs> how do I fix this mess? <laughs> and you nearly have to be like, right, everyone stop what you're doing. Let's go back to the start again. And I had to have a word with myself as well before I had a word with them. And that was like, whenever I was like, Whenever in the back room, the mirror going, stop, slow down. You fucking breathe when you're talking, okay? Slapping herself in the face, I fucking can do this. I just imagine you stand behind the whiteboard, everyone else on the other side, and you're standing behind the whiteboard, just hand in your head, just going, you can do this. You can do I was pure out of breath when I was explaining things because I actually did not breathe whenever I was speaking. <laughs> Michelle passed out. I know, What's wrong with her? Face is going pure red and all. So you get over those nerves of being able to go and give the finer details and helping people out then. Mm -hmm. what, what, was there a, a certain point that you realised I'm just going to have to dive in and do it? Yeah, I I always, like, after each session, like, whoever was on, I kind of went up to them after and was like, what do you think of that? Like, do you think there could have been any be anything any better? And, like, any time, especially, I, like, I was with you a lot, Steve, any time that I asked you, it was just, like, just be confident. Just, you know, you, you were like, you know yourself, just do it. So, like, every session that I went in, I kind of made a wee aim to be, like, fix at least one or two things even if you're not sure if it's right or not just do it and and then like eventually it was like just second nature you just went and done it you didn't think anymore and like it could have been something tiny again but that like talking coaching was like the first thing of like telling people what to do it took a wee while longer 
for me the like tactile coach. So like the first thing that I had to nail down was actually being confident enough to tell people this could be better. But then there's that side that pe- no matter, even if you tell people, they're still not going to get it. You need yeah. to show them, you need to put them into the position. And that was like the next step after I kind of got over the nerves of telling people what to do. It had to be back to the start being like, right, no matter what, you need to go in and like tactile coach someone, this like show someone. And that was like the next step. And it was just doing it. That was that was the thing that got me over both of those things was being like, right, no matter how hard it is or how awkward you feel or how nervous you feel, just do it. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it weird though that you said at the start of the podcast that you're that you couldn't have done an online course because you can't just take the information and be told what to mm-hmm. do. You have to be shown what to do. But then there was still that almost barrier that stopped you from teaching the way that you even learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. And and even if the person does take information in well, I always say, whenever you're showing a movement, you can show it and talk. You can just talk and you can just show and you should probably do a mixture of all three yeah. instead of picking because people tend to either listen to what you're saying and not look at what you're doing or the other way around. Look at what you're doing and not take it on. Yeah, and, then, yeah. And, yeah. and again, one of the things that we see quite a lot and a lot of the feedback from, uh, that I give to a lot of the students is don't show the person what you don't want to see. Yeah. In case that happens, mm-hmm. because if you say, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put our leg like this. We're going to move up and down like this or whatever. What I don't want to see is this. And then they show a rep that, you know, has, has bad yeah. form or there's something lacking in it. And the person could have been listening to what the person was saying at the time they explained it well and watching at the time that they showed it with bad form do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so only show good stuff and correct things that needs correcting I think that's an important thing yeah definitely I think that gets lost sometimes when I'm teaching because I have to show everything like what good is what bad is and then people sometimes like do what I do when I teach and I'm like no 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 you you do show the good shit I just need to explain it to you why it looks like I have to go deeper you don't have to go that deep why why it might look bad so that you can then fix something that looks like this yeah yeah, Yeah. absolutely absolutely so sometimes that I got gets gets lost a wee bit translation Mm. but again you know it's good because we get the feedback and stuff yeah yeah so now that you've been here a couple of months what's your what's your favorite part about coaching what's your favorite thing about coaching Probably inchworms. Like, Michelle loves an inchworm. <laughs> <laughs> you see me. You come in the door and you see me and you hear inchworms. Just turn around and walk back out. Back in your car. Because you know what's coming. <laughs> it's like inchworms. It's the best exercise. It's like me doing cars. It's like it's doing circles with me. Like. Yeah. Inchworms is like your vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's always there. And then just depending on what variation, depends if you have like strawberry sauce on it or sprinkles or a flake food or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always going to be inchworms in there. (laughs) Don't don't fix what's not broken. It's just a good exercise to warm up with. Sure is. This is true. So so apart from inchworms, what's your favourite thing about coaching? Definitely the relationships that you make with the clients and seeing them come from where they were when I first started to where they are now, be that with 
still training, but it also be that with the relationships that I've built with the people that's in here because literally you go back to the very start when I was afraid to talk to them and felt like I had to talk to them to now people coming in and being all smiles and being happy that you're there even like as you said like the 6am class like people's a wee bit tired and you have to kind of chip at that to get them to come out of their shells and um, seeing people leave with a smile on their face because especially the 6am 7am in the early mornings even I suppose the evenings when people's coming in after work they come into the session and people's kind of like a wee bit like looks tired like some people come in and they're like, I can't be arsed today, like I just don't want to do it. And every single one of them will leave with a smile on their face. And I just think that that that's a big part of the job. That's really rewarding. Yeah. What what would you say to somebody new who's getting into the industry or thinking about it? I think that the coaching is just a job like anything. It's what happens outside of that that is the important part. Like as you say. Just because you love being in the gym, like that will turn into a job. It's the people that you see and the results that you get and the connections that you make and how you care for those people and go above and beyond is what gives you the extra satisfaction. Because yes, at the start, the coaching is amazing and you're like, oh, I get the coach for a living. I get to be in the gym all the time. I love the gym. It's, it will turn into a job like anything else. It's everything else that makes it worth it. I love that. Yeah, it's really good. Because I think that's something that really disheartens people mm-hmm. and can actually work against their own love for the gym and their own love for their own training. Whenever they spend so long in the gym and they go, the last thing I want to do is stay in the gym for another hour and do my own training. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's a really, really good point. What are your... Well, we, every, every, we're, we're always trying to develop. Like you said, there's always something you can develop and help a client with in terms of their own technique or their form or whatever we try to improve ourselves as coaches mm-hmm. and relatively speaking you're new to the industry and you have a, a great opportunity here you get to see a lot of people within one hour i think i said to you it said something i don't know if you had thought about it that way before where you have the opportunity to see probably more people in one hour than most new coaches do in the entire day mm-hmm. yeah so you have a lot of footfall and you have a lot of different bodies doing things. What do you think is the next step of your coaching? What do you think is the next thing that is going to make you 1% better? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I suppose like something that I'll always work on is being confident no matter what, no matter how much I came on since the first day I walked through the door to where I am now, there's still always things that you're gonna sit and guess and there's always things that you're gonna be like, oh I'm not too sure. Um which is why I love working in here with all of you because I'm still constantly learning. Whereas most coaches go out onto their own and they have no one to look up to or they have no one to go to for answers. Whereas like if I struggle with something, there's always another coach in here that I can just go over and say, here, I'm not really sure how to fix that. Can one of you help me out? Or I don't know how, why, how you fix that or whatever that may be. I always have used to come to. And I suppose because I'm still in uni and stuff, um, there's two sides to what's going on with me right now. Is one is trying to be the best and get the best results in uni, but the other is obviously 
trying to be the best coach and trying to bring the best to every session that I go into. So for me and what I want to do with my coaching career right now is just literally trying to be 1% better every time I come into the gym and try and manage my time better for my clients. Um, Because obviously outside of the gym, you have check-ins with your clients and try to give them the best. Um, but nothing too crazy at the minute, just try and be better. Yeah, it's it's a good stage that you're at where you have plenty to absorb mm-hmm. and plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time to absorb it in as well, where it's we talked recently about doing too much too soon and stuff, and you have a lot on. And if you try and do too much too soon, you'll fall out of love with one or the other, or maybe even both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and you have a really, really good opportunity here, like I said, to just absorb things. And I think that's 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 a good good answer. It'd be, it would be weird if I said, I'm going to go and learn how to do a strength and conditioning thing so that I can add to this, that, and the other. You know, like you're doing enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of people ask, like, well, what's your plans after uni? Um, or like, what are you going to do? And it's literally nothing mad. I just want to, after uni's done, uh, I literally said to Andrew, I can't wait to just be able to fully invest myself in my coaching and like learn new things. And he was like, after uni, you just need to take a month off. Just keep being the same as you are now, but a month off learning. Just be yourself, go and enjoy. Like you've put a lot in this year reset and yeah. then dive back into it and that is literally like after uni my goal is just to obviously recharge and after that just be better at coaching just like focus on one thing to get better at and whenever i get better at that move on to the next that's good advice well done. see you'd almost think i knew what i was talking about I know. Almost. <laughs> i'm convincing sometimes talk shit most of the time so Got me this one. If there's. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you know. I do talk shit, so now I talk shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you learn from the best. Learn from, she learned from the best. I talk you how to ask people how their dogs' names and stuff. He yeah. taught you to do football for a month. <laughs> anytime, anytime I like push someone really hard, now they'd be like, oh, you're turning in the steeple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. I'll take that as a compliment. That's such a good compliment. <laughs> Uh, right not. Ah, <laughs> uh, there. People don't even know. They don't yeah, even realize what way it used to be. They Jesus. think they've got it hard now. No, we know. were talking about this the other day. Like, yeah. like the fucking deep workouts we used to do in here were brutal. Like brutal. Even us as coaches, we used to put each other through shit. I oh, know. We. I need to do that with you. Yeah. And I need to do it with it's the like one as well. By the way, thing now we're gonna do. Yeah. But fuck me. Like some of the workouts we done with clients and all. Yeah. Like the OG clans, like the like the ones who've been here a long time. If you ask them, what way did it used to be? As in the the, the last facility and all. Like farmers carries up and down flights of stairs. I was literally about to tell the story about Billy. You know, Billy comes in trains, mm-hmm. uh, Susan's husband. So we in the old <laughs> in the old building we had three floors mm-hmm. and there was a spiral staircase and what we used to do was get people you know farmers walks up and down mm-hmm. the gym. People think that's difficult. We used to do the farmers walks up and down the flight of stairs. And it was ridiculous, so 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 hard. With the weighted vest, on. with the weighted vest and kettlebells and whatever. And it was Lanny who said, "So he's not all perfect. <laughs> he's not. You know, <laughs> we've all made Lanny, mistakes." Lanny said to Billy, "You've farmers walks to do. Put this weighted vest on you. Take a kettlebell in each hand. You walk up and down the stairs. Take a rest at the top. Take a rest at the bottom, wherever you need to. I'll come back and tell you whenever you're finished." He forgot about him. 
I think he was doing them for half an hour. He came out and Billy was lying in a puddle of his own sweat. Fucked. <laughs> Couldn't physically lift a kettlebell or himself off the floor. And then he was like, fuck, I forgot to hit your timer, mate. <laughs> but instead, no, but instead of like saying, sorry, oh, it's my bad or anything, he's just like, well done today. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> you Fake it till you make it. <laughs> you were supposed to be walking up and down them stairs for half an hour. Literally, that was the shit we used to do. Like people oh. do them in here for like three minutes, and they're like, "Oh, that's so heavy." I know. Yeah. I know. Or the prowler. I know. Used to be up and down the alleyway. That's right. Didn't even have Sparks a track. Not. We had to do it outside. Sparks not coming off the prowler. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Class. Craziness. It's fucking class. But take a look at us now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, how times have changed. I know. So that's why when we stand in front of you guys and be like, don't do it this way. It's because we've done it it all. (laughs) Yeah. In ways that probably most people wouldn't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not a thing anymore. (laughs) If there's a coach that's listening to this now um, who has just started out and is nervous and is worried about the direction that they're going in and they want to restore their faith, I suppose, is maybe the words they use, that coaching can be a career. A, a career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's ways and means about doing it. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's new to the industry just before we wrap up? Because I think that there's there's already been a lot of things that you've brought up that a lot of people will resonate with. But what what kind of things could somebody in that position do to try and move it a wee bit further forward or to reduce those anxieties and nervousness and that kind of thing? Probably get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's there's going to be a lot of times where you're extremely uncomfortable and you don't want to do it and you're a wee bit nervous and you second guess yourself. But everyone who's starting off needs to realise that you're not going to know everything. And it's just like school, when you go back, like when you go to school, like when you're in baby infants, you're not going to know what the people in first year or secondary school know. You know, it's a learning process and just have faith in what you do know and like just have confidence that what's coming into your head is right because don't second guess yourself. Um, And do the things that you think is right, no matter if you second guess it or not, just do it because that's where the confidence grows. Yeah. As long as you're doing it with good intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you'll be, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And also put time and effort into the people that walk through your door. Don't just, don't just take them in and teach them how to squat have an interest in their lives and have an interest of why they want to be there and how you can help them rather than just making it about a gym session because most people don't go to the gym to learn how to squat. They go to the gym for personal reasons. That is your job to find out. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah. Um, If if anyone who is in the industry that's new and wants to reach out and talk to you, Instagram, probably the best. Yeah. Do you know your handle? Messenger pigeon, (sighs) fax machine. (laughs) At Michelle McDade (laughs) under slash coach. Good stuff. We'll put her handle up there as well, Darren. And uh, no, I don't want to know you. Um, If you've any... Sorry. (laughs) 
drop the mic. <laughs> I was the star of the show today. Andy. I know. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, she's the star. Well, of the gym. Else, there's a new host on the ECA, Belfast. Fucking shit show. <laughs> Hang on to Photoshop your face onto his picture. <laughs> Fucking hate this house. <laughs> if uh, before we go, is it, if there's anything we didn't ask you that we probably should have asked you, is there anything that's coming to mind that you wanted to to say? I actually had something in my head during it, but I forgot what it is now. Must have been really important. <laughs> it was probably just a, I'm brilliant. You're brilliant as well. Aye. No, I think I think probably just don't be afraid. <laughs> no. to, don't be afraid. They no, ask for no. help. Yeah. Have someone, no matter who that is. Most people within the fitness industry, if they have good intentions, they'll be happy to help you. Yeah, and so don't be afraid to reach out. That's why I'd said about your your Instagram handle because you're the one doing the talking here. You're the one who's in the situation right now that other people might be finding themselves in. So reaching out to mentors or people who have been in it for a long long time maybe yeah. a bit daunting maybe a bit more nerve-wracking kind of like starting that conversation with yeah. a client in the gym you're a bit more relatable in that sense so definitely if there's anyone listening hit michelle up on instagram yeah. send her a message we so, know yeah. firsthand that you're the kind of person that cares and will do whatever you can if you can to mm -hmm. help definitely if you have any questions or topics that you want us to cover Sorry, thank you for doing this, by the way. Hi, Steve. Because sorry about that. Fucking holy Fuck shit. Sake. I was just out, came in to do my squats, and I got roped into this. She's still oh, no. off the train. She's, <laughs> no. she's, she's still, it's still her set. She's, her bar's still loaded. Still there. another been, set to do. This has been about a 45 minute rest. I know. Thank you very much for no doing this. No problem at all. Dragged you into it, but I'm really glad that we did, and hopefully yeah, you, thank you Michelle. enjoyed it and stuff as well. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Thank you Thanks for you're running across the Madden's here to have a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Any drinks ready? <laughs> oh, and go and grab us a drink, will you? <laughs> Make yourself useful. <laughs> Big fur boots now. I hear you also paint up a room on podcast. No, bloody bastard. Bloody. Fuck your bloody. So, thank you very much for doing this. And if you have any questions or topics that you want us to cover on the podcast, mm. you can get us at our email address, which is donkeypunch3. <laughs> which is podcast.ecabelfast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Instagram. Michelle's yours once more. Michelle McDade under slash coach. I'm at coach.stevo. You nearly fucked that up. I nearly said her And I'm at coach double underscore Andrew, but it will be here somewhere. I'm here. It's done. <laughs> She's got a hand movement down as well. See? Didn't even natural. that. Didn't even need to show me. I'm a quick learner. <laughs> <laughs> she was just watching the podcast you said how do they do it I know research how do they fuck that up every week <laughs> anywho keep moving forward guys stay safe bye <laughs>